Hello and welcome to the Sex Logik podcast. Today we're going to talk about a couple of tips and tricks that you can do that are more on the practical side that can make you better in the bedroom. to change position both in during different sexy times that you have some variation but also during the same sessions so there is actually studies that shown that people that change position they have more orgasms and also more exciting sex (laughs) because it doesn't get so boring and predictable um so to stimulate different angles, different spots, change change up your positions in the bedroom. That does not mean that you should constantly be changing. You don't want to change too much, but have a, a couple of different positions each time and switch. And you don't have to do always new positions every time you have sex. Absolutely not. You can definitely have your favorite, but have switch some out regularly so that you have a little bit more a little bit more interesting interesting and not so predictable sex life and then when you have sex have a couple of positions so don't have like 10 positions that's usually for most people way too much but have maybe three four something like that to so during the same session so that you can change it up and get different angles and um, yeah it's it's most likely gonna make your sex life a little bit more exciting and give you more orgasms. Tip number two is to train your tongue and your jaw. Uh, so we have muscles in our jaw and in our tongue and our tongue is actually the strongest muscle in our body. Um, so when we gonna, if we wanna give good oral sex, exercising our tongue. And when I say exercising, I don't just mean make it stronger. I also mean flexibility uh, and also to relax. So any muscle can get overly tense as well as it can get untrained. So <laughs> so to train your tongue to make it, so to be not just make it stronger, uh, to stretch it out, but also make it more, um, how do you say that you can be, have more more precision in your tongue work, and you can do a couple of exercises. And the same goes for your jaw. So with the jaw, though, most people actually clench the jaw. So the problem with the jaw is not that usually that it's too weak. It's it's that it's uh, too tight that we clench it or we have overworked the jaw sometimes. Um, so. If one way to loosen it up, because if you have a clenched jaw, you're going to feel like you can't give oral sex for a very long time. You're going to get cramp in your jaw. So if that's if that's you, if you feel like, oh, every time I give oral, I get really tired really quickly, then you probably have your jaw might be overly tense. So a way that you can fix that is by loosening it up a bit. So one way you can do this is you can take take your hand and you grab your chin and then you try to just relax your jaw but keep your mouth closed and then you open and closes your jaw with your hand so you're not opening with your jaw and if you have a lot of resistance because if you have a clenched jaw this is going to feel really difficult to do um, just practicing doing that for a time for a while is going to 
over time, it's going to be really easy. You're going to have a more relaxed and loose jaw. You can, of course, also massage your jaw muscles. Uh, and you can do the same exercise from side to side. That you take your hand and you don't want to force... You don't want to use a lot of force. You're just gently moving it, moving your lower jaw side to side using your hand. And this can help loosen the jaw up a bit and make it um, so that it's not so clenched and therefore you have can give oral sex for a longer period of time without having these cramps. And with your tongue, you can there is many different exercises. So for to stretch your tongue, you can do that by stretching your tongue out and try to touch your nose with the, with the tip of your tongue. Stretch it as far up as you can go. Keep for a couple of seconds and put it back down and then repeat a couple of times. And then you do the same with your tongue, trying to touch the tip of your tongue to your chin. And then you try to touch the tip of your tongue to your right cheek and then try to touch the tip of your tongue to your left cheek and you continue to do this and you keep the position for a couple of seconds and then you can repeat and doing this you can help to stretch your tongue a little bit uh, in order to uh, strengthen your tongue um, you can also do exercises where you try to make your tongue as pointy as possible so like you know like when you pull the tongue together it becomes thick and 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 point with a stiff stiff and pointy and then you try to flatten it out as much as possible so you can do that a couple of times as well point strong tongue to flat softer tongue um so that's another exercise you can practice and then you can of course in order to get more uh, fine-tuned with your tongue work you can practice by for instance putting these candies that have little wrappers around and you can put them in your mouth and you can practice to try to open the wrapper with your tongue so you put the candy in your mouth and then you try to open the wrap remove the wrapper from the candy um so that's one exercise another classic is of course the the cherries so you have um, the stem of a cherry and you can put it in your mouth and you try to make a knot or you know um so uh, yeah so you try to make a, a knot with the cherry stem using your tongue in your mouth and if you want to have more precision you can definitely google these <laughs> exercises because it's hard maybe to explain um, just by voice but that's that's another exercise that's good for precision work um tip number three is to practice kissing and kiss more and i know you might be thinking that you're an excellent kisser and maybe you are but a lot of adults aren't that great at kissing because we don't practice enough so i'm gonna see this again i know i said it before but having an 8 to 12 second kiss is a great way to turn on uh, your partner of any gender but also if you are a hetero couple um, during a longer kiss like that some of the testosterone will actually transfer to the woman and make her more horny so this is a great way to turn someone on uh, there is also studies showing that women that get more kisses by their partner also have more orgasms and better orgasms so it's really worth to focus on the sometimes on the basic like just kissing and don't forget to kiss and um, both outside the bedroom but also in the bedroom uh, and so ways that you can 
things you can do if you're not sure what to do is that you can take your lover's bottom lip between the two of yours and you can suck on it. Um, you can trace the outline of your lover's lips with the tip of your tongue. While kissing, lick your lover's teeth with your tongue. That's another one that you can do. To increase uh, sexual excitement, make your kisses wet. So you don't want to have them completely slobbery. You don't want to drool over your partner. But a dry kiss is not that sexy. So make sure you have a little bit of saliva. You want it to be a little bit wet. Uh, and to wrap your lips around your lover's tongue and suck passionately. Uh, use hot or cold liquids, meaning that you drink them or you put them in your mouth before you kiss. And this is, of course, one of the classic techniques for giving oral sex as well to create different sensations is to use drink um, a hot or a cold liquid to give a different kind of sensation and f to your lover. But um, yeah, you can also do this uh, just for kissing. Um, another one is to kiss eyelids and ears. People forget about this, but here we're talking gentle kisses on the eyelids. Obviously, we want to be very gentle. Um, but also kissing the ears and sucking on the ear, ear as well. There's many nerve endings there, so that's a great way to give some new kind of sensation and maybe discover a new place of pleasure. And then, of course, don't forget to kiss the neck. And if you're already kissing the neck, double it, triple it. Um, the neck is a incredible source of um, sensation and um, also very it's a very central place. It's a great turn on, at least for most people, but especially for women, it's just like kiss the neck. <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> always kiss the neck. Never forget to kiss the neck. Okay. Unless your lover specifically says they don't like it, then don't do it, of course. But uh, generally, always kiss the neck. And if you already are, double it, triple it more. Okay? Um, and then also just talk about what you like the best and how you like it. So it's important. We all, we all have different preferences. So being able to openly communicate what we like in how we kiss. And many people might not do that. Uh, many people don't talk about their sex they like in bed, which is, of course, a shame. But even less people might talk about how they like to be kissed. And it's, it is an important thing. It's very important. It's something that you also can be a great way to turn each other on when you are in uh, before sex or also in a public place you can kiss each other so so it, it's a great tool to have uh, and to have some kind of physical intimacy even if you don't have sex it's a great tool to use during sex as well so it's just one of those things we should practice and um, yeah communicate what it is we like what we don't like but generally we want to first of all just slow down one mistake people do is they try to go too fast too hard straight away it's like slow it down and build the kiss up so you start soft and build it up because sometimes you try to kiss someone and they come like a piranha and just ah attacks <laughs> attacks you <laughs> with a very aggressive tongue straight away and it very and it's almost like you more feel attacked than uh, <laughs> turned on um so so start slow start with the, the 
A passionate kiss doesn't start straight away with just tongue interlocking. It starts with a soft kiss that then builds up and then it becomes more and more passionate and your tongues can start to interlock and so on. So start slow, build it up, slow it down uh, and uh, also talk to each other of what you like and what you don't like. Tip number four is to give your lover a sensual massage. Um, again, there are studies here showing women that receive massages from their lover have more orgasms. But also it's a great way to either turn someone on or as aftercare. Uh, or just in between sex, um, just to have build that physical intimacy with your partner. Um, so it's give each other more massages. But they don't have to be, you know, just massaging the, the shoulders <laughs> in a classical way. Give a sensual massage. Um, so focusing instead of maybe deep tissue, focus on just having a nice relaxing experience where you don't try to like shove your elbow into your lover's muscles, <laughs> but rather um, essentially touching them. Um, and, you know, if you do an erotic massage, one of the differences is that you will focus on getting the blood flow towards the genitalia which is not the focus if you'd give a normal massage. So, um, and that you focus more just on the sensation rather than um, a trying to solve any kind of muscle cramp that your partner might have. Although you can, of course, start off with a normal massage and make it more essential um, with time. Uh, but also when you give a sensual massage, you don't go straight to... Uh, or erotic massage is you don't go straight to the genitalia. You actually touch the other areas as well. And when you do give a massage, you want to make sure that you kind of the starting and the landing is very important. So you don't want to grab to let go and grab of your partner um, that much. You want to try to use transportation. So if you have your hands on one part of your lover's body and you need to go somewhere else, instead of lifting your hands, you want to Follow their body with your hands to the new area. And if you do need to let go of your hands, you do a slow, you don't just let go, you do a slow, like an airplane that flies off. And when you're gonna grab again, you don't just grab, you go slowly in as a landing. So thinking of an airplane, your hands should be as a starting and landing. Um, that's gonna make the massage feel more erotic and not these sudden movements that might put your partner out of <laughs> in a different headspace or wake them up uh, instead of feeling the sensation. Number five is to undress slowly. So it's great in the heat of the moment when we want to throw our clothes off and that's lovely and great. But uh, when we don't just chuck our clothes off into the corner and rip them apart because we're so passionate, um, learn to undress slowly and learn to address each other. A common thing is when you've been together with someone for a while is that we just undress, you undress yourself because it's just easier. <laughs> but even if you're undressing yourself, learn to do it slowly. Don't just chuck your clothes away. It's an art to undress and it's a great way to create some erotism and make everything feel more central is to just take a little bit more time while you are undressing. Make eye contact. Just slow it down. Make it a little bit more sensual. 
and create a little bit, you know, expectation instead of just chucking your clothes off. But this is also great to undress each other, is to slow it down. And the great thing why slowing it down is not only will it be more sexy, it can also be a part of the foreplay. And if you add some kisses, like kissing your partner's neck, your partner's back, your partner's shoulders, um, their face, this can become like a part of the turn on. So if you want to, don't, you know, do just do these things and then do the foreplay or spend a lot of time doing foreplay and then you just undress. No, these moments are can be part of the foreplay, can be part of turning your partner on. Because as we know, especially women, generally speaking, so there are some women that are turned on straight away. Uh, and don't like long foreplay. Um, I'm not a big fan of long foreplay, but <laughs> um, <laughs> um, some people absolutely love it. A lot of women need it, so it's it's perfectly 20 minutes, 40 minutes foreplay. It's perfectly normal for a woman to need. So use the, these parts like undressing as a part of the foreplay to get to get her ready or to get yourself ready, and just you know pulling a zipper down, kissing the neck. And when you slow it down, the other good thing is that it makes it easier to undress someone. It's usually when we're in a hurry, we're in such a hurry to get a bra off or something, and then you maybe struggle because some bras are like, <laughs> they, they're safer than some of these bank safes. And they just, they're really, they can be really hard to get off some of them. And the good thing if you slow it down is you have time. You can take time, relax. You don't need to just be able to flick a bra off with just like straight away. Take your time. Make a thing out of it. Kiss the neck. You can turn around. You can stand behind your partner so you can see the bra. And you can touch them, kiss, open one of the little things. If there are many, many of these little interlock, little locks on the brow, how to say little hooks, little bra hooks, you can get one open, take a break, let your hand wander in between her legs, come back, you know, like take your time, slow it down. It's going to be easier for you. And it's going to be an experience for her or for him, whoever, when you slow things down, it um, becomes an experience, it becomes more erotic, it becomes more sensual. And it also becomes easier for you. You don't have to stress, you don't have to get things done straight away there is no need so slow it down number six is to train your pc muscles and i'm not just talking to you women out there i'm also talking to the men so i just want to start off by saying that it's not always we need to have a stronger pc muscle sometimes again it's a muscle it can get too tense so for some people that's the problem that your muscle is too tense and then you can get pain and other problems um so you can overwork them like any other muscle. But most people do need a stronger PC muscle. And this also goes for men. And it's also going to make you better at sex. It's going to make you feel more. Uh, it's gonna, it can also help you last longer. So like everyone, men, women, doesn't matter. Work out your PC muscles. There are different exercises. It's going to be hard for me to explain it like this. So you can Google it. But just um, train your PC muscles. Number seven is just going to be, if you feel tense, do a quickie. If you feel tense, you difficult to relax, just do a quickie. A quickie 
sex helps us relax so like if you feel tense you're in a couple just have a quickie and don't remember a quickie is like the little appetizers in between the big meals that's the way i like to see it so not everyone you don't always have to have an orgasm you don't always have to build it up it's just you can just have a little quickie in the hallway in the kitchen uh, on your desk in your office wherever you are whenever you feel tense if both of you are willing and you know fun um <laughs> just do a quickie it's going to make you more excited about the the longer more um the the longer sessions of sex so doing a quickie will not necessarily it's not going to like kill off the vibe but just having a quickie here and there or uh, the same way like kisses sometimes it's like these things can make in between the big sex sessions or how to say also if you're short on time like you can maybe squeeze in a quickie so even if you don't have time to always have these long sessions of sex where maybe you have many different positions and maybe you have role play or erotic massages and uh, or maybe you have like a all going in all holes you do the oral you do the anal you do the <laughs> vagina not in that order or if you do don't forget that if you put anything in the ass you have to first make sure that it's perfectly clean or change the condom before you put it in the vagina but anyway <laughs> between those longer more like intense moments you can have this just add a quickie here and there um it's a great way to bridge in between it's a great way to get you excited for the um more longer sex sessions that you might have so um, when you feel tense do a quickie number eight is that a orgasm can actually help with menstrual pain um this does not mean that i'm saying that if you just like you really you have a really bad cramp you really don't want to have sex you feel terrible um of course if you don't like many people don't have sex when you're on your menstrual cycle it's nothing wrong with it um an orgasm might help you but if you do feel really shitty maybe play with some toys or a vibrator if you don't feel like doing uh, moving your body if you have a lot of cramps but an orgasm can actually help you with your menstrual pain then again so just try it out um again you don't have to necessarily have a full-on sex session you can use a vibrator or something else um, but it can actually be helpful so um sometimes it can also help with some headaches not all so i'm just saying to any medical person listening there definitely not all but but it can actually help with some headaches and it can help with menstrual pain and uh, so it can be worth to give it a shot if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you but um try it out and don't be afraid to have sex when you're on your period and also if you have a partner that's on your period there is no need to not have sex then um there is many ways to do it you can put down a towel uh, some people don't actually bleed when they're really turned on beforehand so if and if you go and have a shower um just before some people don't actually bleed that much depending a little bit on the position and how long you keep going and if you take breaks so you might want to be mindful of that otherwise put down a towel you can have sex in the shower um there is also these um it's like a special kind of tampons and and also now there is also cups so these menstrual cups and there are special ones that are actually made to have sex with so if you don't like the bleeding part you can actually use one of these and you can just wash yourself and you're good to go so um there is no need to not have sex just because you're on your period or your partner is on their 
on their period. Number nine is to experiment when your partner is not there. And I don't mean with different partners, unless that's something you agreed on. But <laughs> what I'm talking about with yourself, experiment with yourself, masturbate, play around, like discover new things. And then you can bring that also in to the bedroom with your partner when you find new things so um you know try things out what makes you feel sexy both like in terms of masturbation but it can also be in terms of you know undressing or you know all all these other things that make you feel sexy and that you then can later take into the bedroom with your partner and also experiment with your partner if you have a partner that you trust i think it's so fun it's so crucial we all have to learn skills We are not born with skills. None of us are born to just be great at giving oral sex or undressing or anything. It's a skill. So practice, you know, learn to ask each other like, oh, I really want to learn this or I really want to learn how to take off a bra really quickly or whatever. And just having a partner, if you're both open-minded and you can just sit there and practice on your partner to remove their bra for a while so that later on when you have sex, you can just... Flick it off if that's what you want. Again, you don't have to. Slowing it down is definitely worth it. But uh, learning different skills, whether it's a sexual skill, something in the bedroom, uh, or just like uh, the um, around sex to turn each other on, or you want to maybe be able to open pants with your mouth, just using your mouth, or you want to be able to, yeah, do something that you think, that oh, this would be so sexy to do this. I can imagine myself meeting my partner in the hallway when they come back from work and just do this thing. Um, You need to practice first, so experiment also with your partner that doesn't need to lead to sex, but just to practice skills so that you can have more advanced lovemaking and more exciting sex scenes. Number 10 is to share your innermost thoughts and watch your relationship flourish, because when we share and you create intimacy with your partner by sharing your thoughts uh, and being able to be open with each other not just about what you want sexually um, you're in your what's your deepest darkest desires sexually but also being able to show your emotional side to your partner or the sides that you don't aren't necessarily proud of and feel vulnerable um, that is very important to build intimacy and when you have intimacy you're going to have better sex and better orgasms but this requires that both you and your partner is open-minded and is willing to accept each other Um, so it's very important but it's going to be for me this is a necessity for me to be in a relationship that we that I'm with someone that's willing to build intimacy and is willing to open up and uh, are okay with me opening up and so for me that's a basic like that's I'm not gonna be in a relationship with someone who's not willing to do that uh, to accept me or willing to let me accept him but um, for just also just for having better sex this is going to help you so being willing to open up and being a bit vulnerable with each other is going to take the both the relationship and the sex to a new level Number 11 is to use the power of suggestion or role play to make your fantasies come true. So, um, yeah, suggest things, give hints, but also role play, create role play scenarios too, so that you can really play out these fantasies that you really, that are your deepest, darkest desire. We only live once and we want to really live 
and not just exist. So, um, and there are so many ways, things you cannot do in real life. You can also have different kind of adventure sex, of course, but if there are things you may not be comfortable doing in real life, try role playing um, with your partners so that you get to experience that while you are still alive. Number 12 is to try tantric sex. So it may not be your favorite thing. It may be your favorite thing, but try it out. There are many skills in tantric sex that you can use. Um, so you can you can kind of nitpick, so you don't have to go full on tantric, but testing out things in the tantric world, can you can bring in what you like. And you don't have to do the things you don't find interesting, but it's an interesting world to explore and you might find new things that you didn't that you normally wouldn't have thought of or that you didn't think were possible. Number 13 is to test out uh, and play with and learn to have multiple orgasms uh, or mixed orgasms where you have many orgasms at once or multiple orgasms where you have many orgasms after each other and just playing also playing with intensity of orgasms so learn not only to have an orgasm also play with how many you can have can you have many at the same time can you get new kind of orgasms if you always orgasm for the same kind of stimuli like the clitoris can you get orgasm anally for instance or can you get orgasms orally um, by stimulating your mouth i mean not the other way around um but um yeah, your G-spots, your, like your, can you get orgasm by testicle stimulation? You know, like you can play with this and really discover a whole new world and not just your ordinary average orgasm, uh, which is great. We love any orgasm, but also playing with intensity. How can you make them more intense, more powerful, uh, kind of riding that orgasmic wave again? You don't want to shoot straight for the orgasm. You want to build them up, but just uh, take time to discover. Again, we all have to learn. We're not born just having incredible orgasms. And some people have it easier than others. Um, so, but everyone is, is nothing wrong with if you never had an orgasm or if you um, haven't, don't have very intense orgasm or if you never have multiple, it's nothing wrong with it. Just play with it because you might discover that you can have so much whatever you think consider to be oh a great orgasm might be nothing if you keep practicing for a while you might oh it can be 10 times more intense i didn't even know that that was possible so don't just settle for whatever your orgasm is today but actually work to have more intense orgasm maybe more orgasm maybe multi again mixed orgasms just um yeah play play with the orgasms there is many things that you can do to get better in the bedroom. Uh, of course, this is just tip of the, not even tip of the iceberg. But um, I think this is going to be all for this week's episode. I hope there was something here maybe that you can take away and experiment with during the week. If there is something here you are not currently doing. Or perhaps you already do everything. Maybe you're an amazing lover and you just go around having incredible orgasms and uh, a wonderful sex life. But uh, in that case, good for you. But if there was something you haven't tried, um, look into it a little bit more. Uh, some things, definitely like tantric sex, obviously I'm not describing how to do it in this episode. So it's something you can research more. I'm definitely going to make more in-depth episodes of some of these uh 
points on this list. Um, but I hope you have a wonderful week and uh, that you have some fun play in the bedroom or outside the bedroom. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you come back to listen again next week. <laughs>